Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Ellie Trope Parks, James Seltzer with you. I am incredibly tired today. The only thing that I'm willing to do after my show is talk birds with you, buddy. How you doing? What up? Well, it is Philly's trade deadline day, so you are Mr. Uh, Go True. High Hopes pod today. A uh, bunch of you know different <laughs> things. Got the big day at McGurk, so... I saw you sitting in the uh, breaking news, the breaking news desk, the official Elliott Shore Parks breaking news desk. So I was excited. If anybody's going to sit there, I don't want it to be Jack. I want it to be you. That's so right. I was ha- That's right. happy to see you hold it down. It's a it's a heavy throne over there by yourself, isn't it? Oh, you're damn right, buddy. It actually is. First of all, I was trying to honor you. I did my best. Um, it is weird, like to be all by yourself in that little like desks, like all yes. by everyone's up on the stage and you're like alone. It like, feels like you're in the corner, like you've been in it trouble does. or like a dunce yes. cap or whatever. Yes. Yes. It was very strange and a long day, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I just haven't done anything as of 219. So yes, yes. That's a productive day. Sounds like, well, as well. you know, let's talk about the team that, that does t- things. Yeah. Let's talk about a GM who goes and makes things happen. Yeah. Um, Look, I uh, we'll get in the Reddick thing, but I like the juices are flowing, buddy. The juices are flowing, like the practice videos, seeing the tweets. Like, I am feeling it, man. I am, I am so excited to have Eagles football back. I'm, I'm ready to rate. I know you're not. I'm ready to race through this month and get to football games. I, I'm <laughs> well, so I, this is my favorite month of the year, so you know I'm not racing through it. But <laughs> no, I agree. Like it's. I mean, it's at the day one of camp, and you're probably feeling this more now because you're very much in Philly's world right now. I've been in Eagles world. So coming out of Philly's world and jumping back into Eagle, coming out of Philly's world and jumping back into Eagles world, like, yeah, man, this team is awesome. I mean, it shows every day at camp. Um, we're going to get into Jalen Hurts. Like you said, we'll talk about Hassan Reddick. But I, as much as I love training camp, I love being out there. I don't want it to end. I would, I would have it be three months if I could it's going to be very fun when this team starts playing games that everybody can watch and everybody can react to. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you, you know me and you know, there are certain things that I am a full on sucker for 
Like, you know, say Dallas fish. sucks to me. Like, yeah, fish, sure. <laughs> say Dallas sucks. Yeah, right. Dallas sucks. I'm in. I'm, I'm a sucker for hating on Dallas in any way possible. There are certain things. You know, Elliot Shore Parks, when the, the Jalen Hurts lock screen came out. Oh, with yeah. The picture of him and the, like, that. I was like, I, I didn't think I could love Jalen Hurts more than I do. Like everything that he does that if it were another person, I'd be like, oh, cliche. It's like, the, I, it's my favorite thing ever. Like it's all real. I love it. Like, um, yes, I, I can't wait to watch you play football today. And, and I look at our title there. It seems like you got to watch. Well, play football today. So, so we'll talk about the, the screensaver thing, the lock screen as someone that puts a lot of time and thought into their lock screen. I appreciate using it as motivation. So we'll get into that, but my main message today would be coming off of day four of training camp. Jalen Hurts was unbelievable today. He was 15 to 17, two touchdowns. Um, like I said, only two incompletions. His first throw of the day was a red zone touchdown to Devontae Smith. To Devontae's credit, he did get wide open. Jalen, it was from about the three-yard line. He rolled over to his right, found Devontae in the back of the end zone for a pretty easy touchdown. There was no one really around him. But his second touchdown of the day, was an absolutely beautiful throw. It was actually, he had touchdowns on his first and his last throws of the day. Last throw of the day, A.J. Brown. I thought it was like 40 yards. I saw other beat writers tweet. It might have been more like 50 or 60, but it was definitely very long. Um, A.J. was against Darius Slay one-on-one. Good coverage by Slay. A.J. didn't have him like beat by two or three steps, but A.J. did beat him, and it was a perfect throw. He didn't have to slow down at all, hit him right where he could keep moving, and he went right into the end zone, caught it about, pretty much the goal line, maybe the one yard line, goal line, something like that, ran it right in. Um, it just really sticks out to me how good Jalen Hurts has been. The first two days of camp, he was just, he was good. He was smart with the ball. He was taking some risks with it in terms of just trying tough throws. He hasn't really put the ball in harm's way very much. But these last two days or two days of practice, he has really, really shined. I think he looks, I was debating whether to say this on the pod. I've been thinking about it for the last Love two hours. It. And you're going to know how much this means to me, like coming from me. So throughout my time covering the Eagles, for me, the gold standard of training camp has always been Carson Wentz 2017. It's where I knew he was going to be elite that year. It was one of the most surgical performances I've seen from a quarterback in training camp. And those 30 touchdowns he threw that year is where I got the bar for the 30 touchdowns in training camp of what I consider a successful camp. Jalen has four touchdowns so far. He probably won't get to 30. And there's a long way to go. But through four practices, I left practice today thinking we might be watching the new gold standard of a training camp. I mean, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Like he puts the ball in harm's way. Never. He never makes a bad throw. I, I like again, I have him down at like 55 throws or something. And I can think of one that he underthrew. Outside of that, the ball's right where it needs to be. The placement is perfect. If there's nothing there, he's running with it. The touchdown he had to AJ was great. Like he is really looking like we've talked a lot about this season and getting over the Super Bowl hump and the pressure that comes with it. And I've been more on that side than you have in terms of just this year is going to be tough. And I'm not backing off of that yet. I'm just saying one thing, if you listen to this pod for a while, you know, is absolute like in my core, I, I believe it. If you have an elite quarterback, you have an elite quarterback. And Jalen today looked like it. Jalen yesterday looked like it. And through four practices, he looks like a quarterback that is ready to carry this team right past the Super Bowl kind of hangover thing. I, dude, I, that's 
music to my ears. And, and it's what I expected. You know, I, I've been very strong. I, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like I keep saying it. I'm very strong in believing that, that because of Hertz and Sirianni at the top, and we talked about it with Nick last time with the, you know, get it perfect, the hard coaching, all that stuff. These guys, it feels like the, the, the leader, you know, and obviously Kelsey and Graham, there are other leaders on this team, but like the quarterback coach, to your point, what you've always said, the, the NFL, you win and lose based on your quarterback and coach to have these two guys, the way they're driven and motivated. I just think it's like the perfect elixir for mm-hmm. coming off a Super Bowl, for coming off a Super Bowl loss, for playing deep into the season. It's the reason that Brady and Belichick were so great year after year after year after year, because those two guys were so competitive and so psychotic about being the greatest of all time. And obviously we're a long way from that, but I feel like mentality wise, that's what hurts in Sirianni. Bro. Yeah. And you know, I don't, we did not even really, we can get into the personality side, but I agree with everything you just said. We can get into that. We talk about the lock screen too, like the thoughts on that. I, I for me right now though, like his just as on, a player, you're talking. Yeah, exactly, no, yeah. I know. I agree with everything. Well, that's part saying. of it. He's yeah, amazing. 100%, 100%. But like, on the field, he looks like light and days quarterback better than he was last year in training. Wow. And last year I'm, in training camp, he was, you know, we did daily pods or days I didn't think he was that good. There was days he was. I left camp not sure if he was going to take that big leap. He obviously did. So you could look back and go, all right, maybe I, I misassessed or it didn't really, you know, I messed up what I saw. I don't really think that's the case. If you talk to a lot of beat writers about last year in camp, he really wasn't taking a massive step forward. This year, like it's evident to me, just the throws he take, the throws he makes are like elite NFL throws. And I'm not talking about, you know, every throw is like 50 yards down the field this way. No, like the throws he's making are just from the pocket, like crossing route. He's in the pocket, the, the, the receivers, you know, heading towards like the left sideline. He throws it well. It's a, you know, great anticipation, anticipation throw. The, the receiver catches it right before he goes out of bounds. He keeps his feet in like, Throws that defensive defenses can't stop. Like just throws that I don't think there's a defense out there or a cornerback out there that could stop it. Because when you have AJ Brown and he, I think he's thrown AJ Brown nine times and only has one incompletion. When you're throwing to Devontae Smith, you know, touchdown today, some really nice catches uh, on in Sunday's practice. Like when you add those elite receivers with an elite cornerback, their passing game is going to be better this year. We didn't record after Sunday's, uh, practice but deandre swift had a really nice catch down the side it was probably about 40 yards nicholas moreau was on him moreau clearly like held his arm to try to pull him down and swift still it was kind of a one-handed catch like brought in with one hand made the catch goddard is his usual uncoverable self i think he has uh 12 12 catches on 15 targets like he's been pretty much whenever he throws it to him it's a first down and while as great as all these skill players are hurts taking his game to the next level is making them even better. Like we know AJ's awesome. We know Devontae's awesome. We know these things. But when you add a quarterback that can sit in the pocket and make the tough throws and is willing to make the tough throws, Hertz has always been smart with the ball and Hertz has always been really safe with the ball. But I'm not saying he's like never taking chances because he does. But I think so far in training camp, he's been a little more willing to attempt throws. I don't think he was taking before. So it's just four days of camp. Like we can add all those caveats in whatever. I'm just saying, when I left practice today and I talked to different beat reporters about it, the consensus was Jalen absolutely crushed it today. And if he can be that quarterback this year, the passing game is going to take a big step forward. 
Yeah, I mean, and it, it's crazy because you know we've talked about Jalen taking another step forward, and we both think he, we both thought he was going to even before training camp, but it is crazy to think about the leap that he took last year. You know, we've talked about it. We both think the biggest leap we've ever seen a quarterback mm-hmm. take in a year, and the fact that like to come back to training camp and 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 look better. And that was it. Like the thing that hit me when you said is making throws he didn't make last year. That's exactly how we felt last year. The game started and it's like, he's launching bombs to AJ yeah. and he's fitting it in tight windows and stuff like that. And we were like, I didn't know he could do that. I, I hoped he could. I believed in him to, to work to get there, but I didn't know that was in him. And to hear that he's already taken that next step again this year with trusting it and trusting those throws even more like, I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. I, I honestly believe that. And then again, the the decision, man, you talk so much about not, not putting the ball in jeopardy. And that's one of the great things about him, but it, it extends across the board with all his decisions. It's not just putting mm-hmm. the ball in jeopardy. It's making the right decision. We don't talk enough about just with the read option alone, the decisions he has to make on every single play and yeah. all that he has to, to take in in the moment. He is unbelievable at that and the more comfortable he gets with the passing game and all, again he's, he's turning 25 in a few days he's, he's not even 25 yet and you think about the more comfortable I, I i used this analogy last time or a couple pods ago but we always talk about brady and breeze and like can't throw a blitz at them they've never seen can't throw anything but they like think about how much jalen still has left to see and he's already at this level it's it's amazing it's and brian it's, johnson it's the most that. exciting thing going on with the birds right now the most exciting and- thing is jalen yeah, Brian Johnson talked today before practice and said that, you know, he was asking, like, what's the difference in Jalen? And he was like, he's got two years of film under his belt. Yep. And like, you know, a one hand and experience. And experience. one hand of that is teams have two years of film on on him. But the other flip side of that is, you know, he has two years of film on every on, on the other teams, on how teams like to play him. What like what type of blitzes they like to bring. I do think Swift is gonna help them against the blitz. I think that last year they didn't have a receiving back they trusted. We can debate whether Miles. I think Miles is probably a little better. It was got, they used got it for screens. That yeah, was all they needed. It, it was screens, the only yeah. guy they would throw screens to. It's a right. great point. Right. So I think Swift is going to help them with that. Um, I mean, we could talk about, I, we can get into the lock screen now. Yeah, I, I'm tell me your a, thoughts on the lock screen. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost intrigued. at a point now just with the practice thing where it's like, I don't know how what other what other adjectives to use. Like he was he was amazing. I mean, I'll pull up my, uh, my stats. So far I have him. da, da, da. 48 of 60, four touchdowns, no interceptions and 92 reps. Like he's, he's been, he's just been all close to perfect. So uh, the lock screen. All right. Here's, here's all my thoughts on the lock screen. And then you tell me where you fall on it. So I was surprised. Number one, when I saw it, I, I, at first I was like, nah, this has to be wrong. And then you, you see it, you clearly zoom in. Like it is, it is that picture of him walking off the screen, walking off the field with all the Kansas city confetti him after the Super Bowl. I was surprised by it. Um, there was someone, I guess that covers Alabama that said in 2017, I think after they lost their first championship game, he put a picture of Clemson holding the national championship on his lock phone and talked about how he uses it for motivation. So if you covered Hertz at Alabama, you're probably not surprised to see this. This is something he's done before. We know he he's very into motivation, motivational quotes, motivational images. So it's not overly surprising. My take on it is this. I wish that they would just be honest on the podium. And this isn't like a, you know, access quote, whatever, but I, I don't know, man. Like we've talked so much all off season about how the distraction of the Super Bowl is going to impact them. And there are going to be ways where it does, 
But there is part of me that's like, man, just embrace it. And I think that's what you see with the lock screen, which is every, you know, Jalen Hurts gets on the podium and says, we're not thinking about last year. This is about this year. Excited to see this team. We're not talking about the Super Bowl. Devontae was asked about the Super Bowl. I was like, there's no point in talking about it. Nick Sirianni never wants to talk about it. They had the Super Bowl trophy out of practice on Sunday. They had the NFC Championship trophy out of practice on Sunday. Earlier this offseason, Nick Sirianni gave a press conference with a Super Bowl visor on. And Jalen Hurts has the image of him losing the Super Bowl on his lock screen. So I am okay if they just want to say, yeah, man, we're super motivated by this. We think about it all the time. In fact, Hassan Reddick said today, amongst other quotes, that this one won't get enough attention, but that he keeps his Super Bowl nameplate on the floor of his locker so that he sees it every time he's there as motivation. I don't know what the uh, what the balance is between it becoming a distraction and it being motivation, but I do think that they could waste so much energy trying not to think about it. Maybe it's better that every time Hertz sees his screen, he thinks about it. Like I, I don't know the answer. So on well, one clearly hand, for Hertz, that's the case. That's why he has yeah, it. Clearly, it's, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you go back and you look. Like I think they did win the national championship the year after. Now it was the game where Hertz got benched, so you can you know, give or take that on how it worked out for him. But they did they did win the national championship the next year. I think where I ultimately fall on it is the whole, like, should they focus on the Super Bowl? Should they not? It's, like, to each their own. Like, I think everybody has to handle it their own way. However, Nick wants to handle it. Like, I don't think you can be in the meetings using it constantly, but everybody's going to this motivation. They just lost a heartbreaking game that's the biggest game of their life. Like, it's, you know, traumatic is not the right word because that insinuates, you know, something a little more serious. But it is like a major moment in these guys' lives that that shaped them. And every moment in your life shapes you. So when I see the lock screen, I think, okay, like they're going to use this. And if they think that, if Jalen thinks that that's going to help him, then then who am I to tell him it's a distraction that he shouldn't? Yeah, and look, I, it's very – we keep talking about like referencing the Malcolm thing in 2018, you know, after 2017. Season yeah, but it's a very different thing. That was – we won the Super Bowl. Right. And we need to get past that move. This is – that game is our reason for this season. That – rectifying that. The like changing for the season. That, the reason – right? No, but, but <laughs> my guy. But there you, you know go. what I mean? Like it is, yeah. it is a different thing. There's a different streaming like, oh, 100%. we're the best and not – as opposed to like, oh, let's use that loss as a way to to light a fire under our asses to start this. You know. Now, now the the downside to that is like, if you're using something like that for motivation, it means there's a lot of emotion still attached to it. If sure. they start yeah, out sure. eight and zero, seven and one, six and two, like whatever, then okay, like yeah, it's going great. If does they it start linger, out is the point? Yeah. If yeah. they start out three and four, does that lock screen give a very different connotation to Hertz? Does the mm-hmm. lock screen then become? wow, I might never get back there. Or wow, like, you know, you see Super Bowl paraphernalia around the, you know, the, the nameplate for Hassan Reddick. Does it j- j- then become something different? So I think that the bottom line is with all of this, if the, it's like the the quote that, the you know, uh, winning's the ultimate deodorant, like there is still a stink left over from losing that Super Bowl. It hurts. I'm sure people are mad about it. I'm sure deep down each person has their own emotion as to why it happened. And as long as they're winning, it's not going to matter. Like it, 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 like last year went perfect. AJ, you know, didn't get as many targets maybe as he would have liked, but you'd never heard about it because they were winning, right? Hassan Reddick had a contract last year that he outperformed. We didn't hear anything about it really because they were winning. So if they can win this year, and even the biggest pessimist has to feel like more than likely they'll win at least nine or 10 games, like they'll be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So that'll help. But just the question is if things do get ugly, if they do lose week one, like, 
That that's my only worry for someone that like Nick Sirianni that we know is so emotional. Someone like Jalen who is clearly using this as motivation. I hope that if things go poorly, that would be the concern that 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 it becomes like something that festers up quickly from the bottom uh, to the top. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, um, and we'll be back with another pod tomorrow, a longer pod. We'll get into more of the stuff that Elliot saw practice, all that. We just wanted to get to you today, talk about the hurt stuff, talk about how great he was, and talk about the Hassan Reddick thing. Because I, I think, look, you were really the first kind of voice that I heard kind of mentioning this as a, as a thing. Hey, you know, yeah. Reddick's incredibly underpaid. You know, he would be making two and a half times what he's making if you were a free agent right now. Um, and look, you know, wasn't around a ton for OTAs has been there, but not really practicing the, the groin. I don't know if that's real or not, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but then gets asked about it today. And basically is like, you know, you see it, you know, yeah. what'd you, what'd you make of the whole thing? And again, like, you know, it, it jives with where you kind of been at. What do you make of what he had to say today and where it goes from here? Yeah. I think in an, in an ideal world, and you could say this for a lot of players, but I think in a world where he got what he wanted, he would have a new contract. I think he outplayed his contract last year. He had the most sacks of any player in the NFL. Obviously, he played more games than some players, but he did end the year with the most sacks of any player in the NFL. He was their best edge rusher on a unit that almost set the NFL sack record for sacks. And he is not at a point in his career where he can sit for two more years. Like his, He's not old yet, but he is not in his youth either, I don't think. I think he's like in his prime slash like, you this know, next contract will should be his will biggest be his contract. Big yeah. it, it, it should be his biggest. Like this big. is his biggest payday coming. Well, but I think that's probably the worry for him. Is of course it is. As soon he stays healthy, all, yeah, exactly. Stay so, healthy and and right. have a good year and all that stuff. Now, to his credit, he talked today. Um, I thought he did a good job of balancing between, you know, I think it'll come across if you look at the quotes and the videos, but like being there. And I don't want to put words straight up in his mouth, but it's pretty clear he's not happy he didn't get a new contract, right? Like he said, you see what it is. And he also went, and this wasn't in relation to the contract, but he gave this long answer about how, you know, he's kind of tired of, he's tired of always having to defend his name. He's tired of always seeing himself outside of the top seven edge rushers. He's tired of not being viewed as one of the best, despite the fact he puts up numbers. He said something to the effect of, look, if you don't know how good I am at this point, then I'm questioning if you know football. Like he definitely stood there today and like flexed a little bit and said, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. I am, you know, he talked about how he wants to make the hall of fame. Like he, he is at a different point in his career than he was two years ago. And with the contract, I think he realizes that his value is at an all time high. If he was a free agent, he probably would have gotten the biggest contract non quarterback of any player. This I think definitely would have. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now 
you know, maybe teams sit there and go, it was like the system, whatever, who knows? But bottom line is this, he was number one in the NFL in sacks and he's 24th in total value to his credit. He seems right now to be willing to be, and he's there to, to not make this a distraction. He talked really highly of Nolan Smith. He was at practice today, watching him interact. I remember when Zach Ertz was unhappy, Ertz wasn't mean to his teammates by any stretch, but I think Ertz took the field with the idea of like the blonde hair, the inside out shorts of like causing a bit of a distraction to the best he could, to the best of Zach's uh, ability. Some people just aren't meant to do it. I would never be able to do a holdout, but Hassan Reddick, like <laughs> Hassan Reddick to me on the field looks like he is engaged. He's practicing, he's laughing, he's stretching, he's doing all those things. I think he used this chance to sit there and go like, yeah, of course I'm underpaid. Look at me. Of course I'm underpaid. But I think he knows he's probably not going to get a new deal. And so he's here. So I think it's kind of like the Super Bowl thing in a way. If they're winning and Hassan Reddick's getting a lot of sacks, I think everything's going to be okay. Will he, in the back of his head, maybe use motivation of proving people wrong still? Of course. Will he, you know, next year, like definitely going to want a contract? Like, yeah, for sure. But on the same thing, like if they're losing, if they're three and four, if Nolan Smith is taking some of his snaps, if, you know, those things start to happen, then yeah, that I think it's clear that there is anger currently in Hassan Reddick. He's just p- pushing it down right now for the betterment of the team. And, you know, so he's not fine. And, and shout out to him. And look, he doesn't have a ton of leverage at this exact moment. You know what I mean? Like, unless he is willing to get fined and miss games, you know, and really well, hold out, this, which he let clearly me, didn't. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have a ton of leverage right now. Well, I, I agree with you that the Eagles have the leverage in the way that they can find him and they dictate whether they give him a new contract. They need him. He's an important player. Well, I'm, not saying say, he, like, I'm not saying he has no leverage. I'm just saying well, he doesn't have a ton of leverage right now. I'm just curious from your perspective, you talk to more fans in the city than anybody at very least tied. Right. Like, what do you think the reaction would be if he held out? Like if he didn't show up to camp, if he still wasn't there, don't you think the reaction would be Howie pay this guy, you're a super bowl contender, get him back in the building. Like, so I agree with you. He doesn't have a ton of leverage, but I also think that if he were to actually hold out, I think he would get a new deal. Well, probably I, I, I probably, I, I think I think there would be mixed reaction. I think there would be some people saying, hey, you just signed a contract last year, you know, last year, one year, you know, you're going to pull this a year into it. I think there's a large portion or at least a a sizable portion of the fan base that would react that way. Look, I've always, and we've talked on this pod for years now, like I'm, I'm pretty strong on not getting on NFL players for wanting more money in, Mm -hmm. in a macro sense. Like these guys have a very finite amount of time to, utilize the best skill, the best money maker they'll ever have in their lives. Yeah, he'll never be higher. Like, and it, this is it. Like, again, by the time he's 35, like he could not be able to do what his, his life's passion is yeah, and all skill, that stuff, his, trade, his yeah. skill, his best way to make money, all that stuff. So like, I get it. And I, and they put their bodies on the line and all that. So like, I'm not going to rip him for that. And I do, he's way underpaid, but I also understand that, Hey, you just signed a contract last year, like one year ago, like play one more year in the contract, whatever. I think if I had to bet on how this plays out, I think that Howie and him have talked. And I think that Howie can't promise him anything, but I think Howie's like, listen, man, like we love you. We want you here. And I think it's one of those situations where Howie does the middle of the season thing, you know, where he can, that way he can kind of uh, maneuver the salary cap with the money a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, and we know that how he loves to sign guys to, to long-term deals during the season. I feel like almost every year, not last year, because they didn't want to mess with the right. the vibe, he said. But like that's something that how he does every single He's done year. In the past, absolutely. In the yeah. past. So like I, if I had to bet on how this plays out, that's my bet. 
that that Reddick had signed in season. But look, I, I think the to to the way it's playing out, the fact that he's here right now, like he's going to go out and play right now. I, I think, so, and I think that's what it is. Oh, he's definitely going to go out and play. Yeah. Like whether this is a hold in, some people have called it in terms of just uh, you know the the fact that he was here but not practicing. That is that that is possible. Maybe he's trying to show that a little bit. One interesting thing people have like said to me or highlighted to me is if you give Reddick a new deal, like what about AJ? AJ had a massive year last year. He is one mm-hmm. year into a big extension. And for what it's worth, I think they have well, he got more money. He got well, more that's money. Was, though. That's what I was yeah, going to say. Extra so, 10 mil a year and an extra year of that. And, and he is among the top in the of the league at his position. I have not looked. And AJ's the, younger too. Like he has AJ's more younger, years of yeah. money making ahead of him. Right. So, I definitely agree with the premise of it's a one year in and like, look like not to defend the team, but the team's perspective is we gave you a big contract. Like, you know, what's the point of giving that contract if we can't get value on it. Right. right? Exactly. Like Like, if you're the team, you're like, I give you that contract because I believed in you. I thought you would outperform the contract. So that's why we did it. Right. It was a bit of a, a bit of a gamble they took. I mean, we, we talked last year when they signed him about how, I remember sitting here with you and, and saying, well, not literally right here because we're in the studio, but I remember <laughs> sitting and going, it's kind of weird he didn't get a ton of money with mm-hmm. all the production he has. Like back-to-back double-digit sack years at his age, you would think he would have gotten a lot more money. So clearly the league also wasn't as high on Reddick in terms of giving him <laughs> a ton of money. That's why, although I do agree he would make a ton of money as a free agent, I'd just be interested to see. Because last two year, last year he was a free agent. He was coming off double digit sacks. He was this year. past year though I, was like he took easily the best. 100%. Yeah, he took a lead, a hundred percent. But so I, I would say in most instances, I am you know like I have a pretty clear like I am on this person's side of this. I am like eighty percent on Reddick's side, twenty percent on the Eagles. I, I I think I'm I'm right there. I think that's probably yeah. like 75, 25, something like that. But if Reddick held out, I wouldn't be on the pod saying this is selfish. You signed a one year deal. Like I, no, I, like, I get it. You know, I've said it before. I'm not a great negotiator. I wouldn't have it in me to hold out. But if you're Hassan Reddick, like the benefit of holding out for two weeks and causing a ruckus and all this could be an extra like $6 million. No, you're right. It could like be that. more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's security and it's not having to play half a season to try and earn it to, to risk your injury, risk this, risk that, you know, like Reddick's the kind of guy where, you know, a, a leg injury to a guy like where the speed rush, like there are certain things that like really hamper his career, you know? Right. So, and, and you know, it's a lot of money on the line. So yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I, and I'll be curious I won't to kill see, him, but last thing to your point about in season thing, I'll be curious to see if before he takes a field in week one, if maybe something is done where it's like, it's not a new well, deal. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, more of his money gets guaranteed or like so Joe Giglio brought this up on the air today. He said the Trey Hendrickson thing, what Cincinnati mm-hmm. just did with them. They had a similar issue where he was outperforming his contract. They added an extra year to the deal and gave him an extra $20 million or whatever. By adding an extra year, they were able to spread it out or whatever, but they just basically gave him another year and a raise. Right. I could see them doing something like that. I'll be curious to see how his quotes today go over um, in the Novacare. Like, I, I think he handled it about the best he could. Now, look, he could have sat up there and get, no, I'm all good. No worries. I'm here. I'm happy. I signed a deal. Yeah, but we would, we would have, th- it'd be ridiculous. It would have I mean, been ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. But I also don't think he did like the, you know, the, uh, the sit-ups in the driveway. Like, I'm Correct. underpaid, pay me. So I think he walked a good line of like sticking up for himself while also not being a distraction. I, I totally agree. I I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Cause to your point from early on, like right now there isn't 
a lot wrong with this team. Right. You know, I think you this know both the from a roster right now. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and I think with another, it goes back to Syrian and Hurts. I think those guys are really good at setting a culture where, you know, it is somewhat drama free. But yeah. you know, it's interesting. The Redick thing is certainly the. And again, I think he's going to play. I think ultimately this will all get figured out. Down oh, the he's road definitely going to play. He's going to play. So I don't yeah. think it'll end up being a huge, you know, issue for the team. But it's the only thing that I look at right now that has the potential outside of injuries or whatever. You know? Right. I agree. A hundred percent. So so that was probably the big drama that I was surprised he talked, to be honest. I thought maybe Me too. we were gonna hear from Shocked. Him. Yeah. Shocked. So I'm sure the team is probably happy he did just to like get this over with. But we shall see over the next two weeks. Uh, he he'll play, probably won't get a new deal. It'll just be like most things. Is this team gonna be good and win? And if they they are and they do, then this won't be a problem. But if there is, there's like things festering that could that could pop up. All right, let's get to final thoughts again. We'll be back tomorrow with a longer pod. I texted, I'm I'm letting you know now, Elliot. So I texted Elliot over the weekend that I came up with one of my favorite final thoughts, and it was a very Elliot-like final thought. Oh, I'm saving it for tomorrow. I have others for today, but I want to be in studio with you. I want to be able to really get the whole. Why don't we save all of them for tomorrow? Okay, well, I can throw it. Oh, I'll just throw a dumb one out. It's not a dumb one. It's a a quick thank you. And, um, you know, this isn't a real like a uh, shot at Travis Kelsey or anything like that. This is more a thank you as I check my uh, screenshots, so I can find this thing. Um, this is more of a thank you to Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm scrolling through ESPN, as I'm now scrolling through my phone, just to uh, find it as uh, here we go. Okay. So I'm scrolling through ESPN and I see this headline. This is just the headline. Kelsey to be quote unquote, better leader after practice fights. And I just want to say thank you to Jason because when I saw that headline, I knew it was Travis. I didn't even need to click <laughs> on it. It's like there's no way yeah. on God's green earth that this headline is about Jason Kelsey. And it's not to rip Travis. Stuff like that happens. It's more to say like that. I just love that. Like I can read a headline like that and see the name Kelsey and I just know it's not Jason. Yeah, you and know, you, just, you're right. I'm it's so grateful for that guy and what he's... Yes, you yeah, know? So, for sure. Anyway, Agreed. I thought that was kind of funny. All right, tomorrow, banger final thought coming. Elliot will think of one. I can't yeah, wait I'll for mine. And we will break down the rest of practice from yesterday. We'll get you set up for the rest of the week and all that good stuff. So um, it's going to be fun, buddy. Let's go. Until next time, as Go. Let's go. We got Kelly Green thoughts, too. I did a whole pod on it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. We'll some of your Kelly Green thoughts. Kelly Green thoughts coming tomorrow. Until then, he's Adam James. Hey Flyers fans, it's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts.